It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, welcome to the show today. Today we've got a, a little little different twist. We've got two guests. First one's uh, our dear friend Caleb Quay, a music director for Elton John for years. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, first man to hear some of the great rock pieces in, in history, really. And then following that, uh, one of the pastors of one of the largest churches in America, uh, Steve Cordell, United Methodist Church in, uh, called Crossroads in Pittsburgh. Huge church. Steve's got a new book out, and he's, he's got some great insights today, too. So you'll want to stay tuned in and join us as we, uh, we move into the program here with Caleb and uh, later with uh, Dr. Cordell. I have with me today again my dear friend Caleb Quay, the first human being, I have to introduce him every time, to hear Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. Uh, but Caleb Caleb was worship leader at Church on the Way, uh, pastored by uh, Jack Hayford, founded by Jack Hayford for a number of years. And and Caleb, I, I just we've got about 10 minutes today. I thought you would share with us a keen insight that would help our listeners uh, with regard to uh, the powerful dimensions of worship today. What what would that be if you were if I gave you that little platform there? Okay, well you know um, I think worship is something that, that God has instituted uh, primarily for us. It's not something that He needs. You know, mm. God doesn't God doesn't need us to sing songs to Him to make Him feel happy or feel good. <laughs> yeah, but He's it's a gift He's given to us in order to change our minds so that we might see things from God's perspective. Hmm. Uh, Romans 12 is a good passage of Scripture to read where it begins with um, talking about presenting ourselves, you know, by the mercies of God, and it says that's our reasonable service of worship. And then right after that, it goes on to this whole list of things. It talks about being not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the Worship is the connecting point there. It's the catalyst for transformation of the mind, renewing of the mind. And then it goes into a whole list of things of how we're supposed to live as Christians. So we can only do that with a renewed mind. Hmm. So worship is, is by its very nature, is it's revelatory. It reveals things. Right. Um, I was thinking about this earlier on, three things that really impacted me when I first became a Christian after I got into worship was um, it reveals one thing. It enables me to know that I am known hmm. and forgiven and accepted. Hmm. And it also further enables me to then understand God's mission in the earth and what is my place in that as I am led by the Spirit. Hmm. So, so worship, so I, worship yeah. is really sort of a, a recalibration of your heart. Mm, exactly. Heart and mind, yeah. And, and you can't separate it from the Word. Right. You know, uh, Colossians 3.16 is a real good uh, verse for that, where it says um, to let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, um, with all wisdom, singing in your hearts, you know, uh, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another. Mm -hmm. And whatever you do, do in the name of the Lord, you know, giving thanks to Him. So right. there's this, this incredible, what they call a symbiotic relationship between the Word, the written Word of God, and worship. They feed right. each other. Right. So it's like when I, when I read the Word, I'm prompted, I'm provoked to worship. Right. When I 
worship, I'm provoked to read more of the Word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I have found, being an evangelist, I found an interesting thing that often people's first movement to God, somebody listening to me mm-hmm. doesn't even know I'm, well, the first movement to God can be literally just sort of like, in a manner of speaking, lifting your hands to Him and say, I acknowledge you. Yeah. I choose to worship you. That's it. Uh, that's sort that's of the, the power breakthrough point. And, and I'm wondering if yeah. some of our listeners today aren't, some have never received Christ yet. And now would be a perfect mm-hmm. time to just say, I, I've decided to pause and worship you. Or if we've run into a wall, we've got some challenges. It's a great time to pause and just yeah. say, I worship you right now as who you are. Sort yeah. of reminding ourselves, yeah. recalibrating our spirit uh, rather than letting it be conformed by the, you know, the fears and challenges or what we call the world around us. Yeah. yeah. Is that, would you say, agree with yeah. that? Or, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I've always taught, actually, that the, the most, probably the most simplest and most foundational uh, act of worship is to turn to God in our hearts and say yes. Yes. Because when, when we say yes... When we say yes to God, we're saying no to something else. Beautiful. <laughs> I like that. Let's pause. Yeah. Think about it. To say yes. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Caleb, thanks for the time, man. Uh, we're moving on with the show, and we're we're glad you could join us. And we're going to, of course, get you back on here again. How? But well, well, before you go, how's the movie coming? You know, the movie's coming on great. We're talking with some investors right now who have committed to. Uh, invest some money so we can get over the hump with these uh, vintage video clearances. And it'll be your show and, and your history with Elton John and, and the rock community That's and right. Serenity to Christ, the power of God in the midst of yep. all that. Uh, which That's which it. really, I've I've looked at some of this. There's there's no age bracket for that stuff. It's still just, I mean, you could be 12 years old yeah. and still impact you today, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the other thing that's really I'm really excited about is, as we speak, uh, my book, which the movie's based on, is being translated into the Croatian language wow. for three countries in the in the Balkans. It's wow. going to be published this year in Croatia, uh, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. And that book's name again is the Sound. What is it? Uh, a voice louder than rock. A, a voice louder than rock, which is your story yeah. of how you came to Christ out of yeah, the, really the highest levels of the rock culture. Really, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. man. They're giving me the signal that we are uh, winding down our time with you. But I, <laughs> man, I could sit and talk to you for hours. I think our listeners probably would <laughs> like to listen for hours. But we'll get you back. Okay, my friend. Okay, Always a pleasure. God bless you. Bye bye. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, uh, yeah, watch for Caleb's movie, and, and of course, we're going to have Caleb on often. Caleb's a, a dear friend and, and uh, comrade in what's happening. And uh, besides the radio show, some are saying, Doug, what, what else are you doing besides uh, Caught on Air with Tape, the radio show? Well, we're doing two things, actually. One is a school of evangelism, which we do in churches or organizations, either on a Wednesday-Thursday format or on an all-day Saturday format. There actually are three levels. But it's basically, I'm finding that in most congregations, about 10 to 15 percent of the people share their faith easily, but they're very rarely equipped properly to be able to do that. And that's what causes church growth. Church, you can't grow a church by doing a better program for Christians than they show up. You got to reach, you got to reach people who are without Christ, and uh, phenomenal things happen. But this school of evangelism, I've done it hundreds of times. And I'm glad to get back to doing it again. I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that probably thousands of church leaders have gone through this. 
So if you would like to have one in your church, all you have to do is reach us at our website, which is dougmurinradio.com. And dougmurinradio.com, again, you can go there. And then also we are doing some live radio shows in churches on midweek or Sunday night. We don't do Sunday morning, but they, these include a number of different kinds of people, scientists and different things, and my good friend Gary Verrill does some music. If you'd like one of those in your church, again, go to our website and say, hey, I'm interested in a live radio show. I know people meet Christ. I'm, if you get a true evangelist gift, I'll tell you what we're like. People show up, whether you advertise or not, sometimes. It's just a, an uncanny thing. But if you're interested, you can uh, check up uh, uh, on that and, uh, and, and all that. And if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we always like that. We're offering a free book called The Way Through the Wilderness for Any Size Gift by Jimmy Buckingham, which is the best book written on the Exodus Wandering. Trust me, I've read all of them. This is the best. And you can get that book by sending any size gift by going to our website, dougmurinradio.com. Or our PayPal, just Doug Murin, or you can mail a check to 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. And I'll make sure you get that book. But what you'll do is you'll help us underwrite some of these events where churches can't always afford them and our airtime. So God bless you. Thank you for your consideration of joining in and partnering with us because it takes a lot of folks to pull one of these off. And we appreciate it so much. Thank you. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. Got a friend of mine, Steve Goodell's got a new book out. I've asked him a couple questions about a very simple, pointed truth we'll get across. Uh, and I, I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay, it's my pleasure to introduce you to uh, a good friend of mine, Pastor Steve Cordell, who pastors in the Pittsburgh area, uh, United Methodist pastor, Crossroads United Methodist Church. And Steve's a a great thinker and a, and a stupendous pastor. And he's, he's got a new book coming out. And I, I thought, boy, you know, I'd love to have Steve share a little bit about that on the show. So, uh, Steve, why don't you give us a, you know, basically, how are you doing? Are you doing great? Is church doing good and all that? <laughs> doing well, yeah, doing well. God's blessing us. Uh, I'm, I'm really uh, blessed more than I should be, you know. But uh, it's good to talk with you. And, yes, the book's uh, just about ready to hit Amazon here in a couple of weeks. It's called Hear It, See It, Risk It. And I was thinking, Doug, uh, we're told to have faith, right? I mean, people say have faith. We tell ourselves, have faith. But how do you do that exactly? I mean, if you tell me to read the Bible, then I know I'm supposed to open the book and read the Bible. And uh, if you tell me I'm supposed to pray, okay, I, I may not know everything about prayer, but I know, talk to God, listen to God. But what does it mean to have faith, to grow in faith? How do you develop faith? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, Hebrews 11 is the great chapter on faith in the Scripture. And I was taking a look at that, and uh, I realized that uh, earlier in Hebrews it says, imitate those who displayed faith. Imitate those who uh, pursued the promise. And so, looking at Hebrews 11, I, I started to look at, what did those people in Hebrews 11 do, those that were listed as heroes of the faith? And uh, for many of their stories, I saw that there were three basic movements. First, they heard something from God. God spoke to them. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, they, they could see it. They envisioned it. And then thirdly, they took a step, a risk of some kind, because mm-hmm. faith is always a risk. Could right? you say, go, say uh, those again. Say those again. Review them again. Sure. Hear it. Hear it from God. Mm-hmm. See it, envision it in your mind, mm-hmm. and then risk it. Take Do something. A step. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, take an action step. Um, so think about Noah, for example. He's listed in Hebrews 11. So Noah, he's just minding his own business, and God says, hey, by the way, Noah, I'm going to destroy the world, and I want you to build a boat. And uh, so he hears that. And then God helps him to see it in his mind. God gives him the dimensions. This is what you're supposed to build. And then, of course, Noah has to take the risk of of building it. He, he builds it. He took the risk of being laughed at by his neighbors, you know, who had never, you know, seen a rainstorm and, and uh, a risk of whether he's going to be able to pull it off or not. But uh, that, that process at the end, after that rain started to fall and, and Noah's on the boat, his faith, his trust in God is at a new level. Um, hmm. And to think, think about that, and that's really what faith is. It's this trusting response to God's Word to us. Uh, it, it is uh, saying yes, responding when He speaks, and trusting that what He says is uh, true and, and is uh, what we're to do. Um, so you see the same thing in Abraham's life? God says, I'm going to give you descendants, Abraham. And, of course, at that time he had no kids, right? He was 75, mm-hmm. and, and so he hears this from God, and after it doesn't happen right away, then God says to him, uh, look at the stars, Abraham. So what's God doing? He's giving him a vision to help him to, to be able to picture what it's going to be like when the promise is fulfilled. So Abraham can look at the stars, in fact, later, God says, look at the sand, of the, uh, the sand too. It's going to be, your, your ten descendants are going to be as many as that. And then the Abraham takes the risk of, of course, waiting. He does that imperfectly. And then he gets a major risk step when he is told to sacrifice his, his only son, Isaac. When, when the child does come along, he takes a risk again. Um, it'd be nice if the risks stopped after a while. But they they don't, stop. do they? They don't, <laughs> no. do they? You've, you've built a great church there in Pittsburgh, I I would venture to say you've had many moments when you've had to apply that pattern. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'd say the story of uh, Crossroads Church is uh, one uh, risk step after another. Uh, we we did, uh, for example, uh, when we when we bought, built our first building, we didn't have enough money to hire a general contractor to do it, but we just knew we needed to take the step to get into our own facility. So. We decided we we're going to build it ourselves using volunteer labor, which meant that um, you know not only did we have to build a building, but mm-hmm. we had to carve a parking lot out of a hillside, right. create a public street, extend a sewer line, and right. all this kind of stuff. And um, you know that was a risk because we didn't have construction financing. You know we oh, yeah. we had the promise of a mortgage <laughs> at the end. Sure, but if we couldn't pull it off, you know if we couldn't build this thing with volunteers. Uh, then we were in, in, in deep weeds, but uh, it happened. It worked. Uh, we, we saw God do some amazing yeah. things, and got a building with about half the price, which was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, but there's I always asked, been a step. I asked a friend once, "Why? Why does God have to have churches have a building?" I mean, I've I've built numerous of them as a mm-hmm. leader, and it's. I always, I always go through this phase where I begrudge it a little bit. <laughs> what, what mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. you know? And then I, and then you know, Jesus just preached out in the open, you know. Uh, you know John Wesley mm-hmm. did that, and mm-hmm. and and I began to see that actually those facilities are occasions where people pull together and get to see miracles and actually work together shoulder to shoulder, and it's kind of like raising a family. I mean. You, it's it's the house isn't what you're seeking, but it certainly is the domain where you cherish what 
you know, what God has brought you. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So I get yeah. what you're saying. Those are challenging times in a in a church, man. Hey, I can't wait to read your book. So well, thanks, Doug. So, uh, I, I appreciate your encouragement. Okay. <laughs> I know I've learned a lot about faith from watching you and your ministry, and yeah. uh, I just really appreciate your example yeah. in the faith. So Amen. thank you for offering that. Amen. Thanks, Steve. God bless you, man. Thanks for taking the time. Hey, you too. Thanks, Doug. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Again, that was uh, Pastor Steve Cordell from the uh, Crossroads United Methodist Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and a good friend of mine. Steve started that church with nothing. I mean nothing. And it's a it's a megalopolis now. It's a it's a great church and I think you'll you'll enjoy that. I want to I want to close today sort of as a pastoral counselor. I I felt to do that. You know, I I'm an evangelist basically. I I love talking to people uh, that don't know Christ and explaining, you know, the meaning of, of Jesus uh, to them. I've, I've had just amazing things happen uh, when I walk in that mode that cannot be explained in human terms in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, I was, I was thinking of today, uh, as a pastoral counselor, I, I sensed to remind people about Joel chapter 2, which is a, is a chapter— uh, basically dealing with regrets. I know people get paralyzed when they have regrets in their life. Some some of us throw away years of our lives and we kind of start clicking toward the end of life and wonder what in the world have we done with it. Or, you know, we look at investments we could have made and we passed on it. Or times we wish we'd given to our kids and we, we didn't. And, and you know, we all we all face that, and we all get lost into some anxiety about that, if not despair. And the Bible has some great invitations for you today. If 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 you've been living with saying, "God, you know, I wish I'd worked a little harder at that relationship," or "God, I give up too soon," or "I I I've totally blown it now for several years," you may be sitting literally today. And frankly, your your faith walk is a shambles. You've kind of let that crumble maybe a long time ago. And I I sense that you maybe have gotten so despairing about it, you think there's no way back. But I, I want to tell you there is a way back, that Jesus Christ is right there ready for you right now. In fact, uh, the Bible depicts a Savior who will run to you. Remember the, the, the son who uh, went away? And the prodigal, and and he turned away, and the the father ran to him. God is ready to run to you, and don't let your regrets get in the way of that. Because the the book of Joel says that God is ready to restore all the years the locusts have eaten. And I just sense today, as we begin the show, there's some living in almost despair, and you just don't know how to start over again. I'm going to tell you, start over again. You know. Reconnect with some fellowship somewhere. Uh, just spend a little time with Jesus. Just look to him right now. And like the prodigal son, turn and say, I'm, I'm coming back to this point. Let the regrets go. Because I'll tell you what, for every regret you could ever have, when you turn to God, he's got a, he's got a field of diamonds for you. And that's just the kind of God he is. 
He doesn't rub your nose in your failures. He's chosen not to do that. He sent his only begotten son to die for you, and he sent his Holy Spirit to live in you, and he is anxious for you to just stop and turn to him. Don't don't let your regrets, I just sense today, don't let your regrets hold you from turning to him and having a great conclusion to your life or moving on from this life. You could be very young and still be caught up saying, I don't know if I can do this. And over the years, I've watched thousands of people throw their regrets away like some old rags and dirty clothes and put on hope again and seen some spectacular things happen. And trust me, they will. So I want, I want to conclude today just with saying, turn to Jesus. If, you, if you've never received Christ as your Savior and you're, you're listening today, uh, we, you can go to our website and get a hold of me. I would love to help you find your way to a great future. Or you can simply turn to Christ now and say, Jesus, I give you my whole life. Forgive me. Fill me with your spirit. Let me have a new start because that's what he's about. And, you know, all you're going to find is love on the other end of that. So thanks for listening today and God bless you. We'll join you again next time we're on air. Let me tell you how you can help us with the show. Uh, It does take some resources. We have some generous people who've stepped up and helped us out with a great deal of it. But if you would like to support us, what we have is an offer uh, this month, for any who can help us financially, it's called A Way Through the Wilderness, a great book by Jamie Buckingham. And the reason I've chosen this book is, one, Jamie was one of my dearest friends, and I think this is one of the finest books ever written on the Exodus Crossing. It is loaded with tremendous insights that you rarely find anywhere else. And it's a great book. I'm, I'm going to send it to you for whatever gift you can give to help us stay on the air. It's called A Way Through the Wilderness. All you have to do is you can do one of three things. You can either uh, go to our PayPal, which is Doug Murin at PayPal. Leave your address. The book will go out to you. Or you can send any size contribution to Caught on Tape or just Doug Murin to 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E, Washington. Get this. Here's the zip. 98801. 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington. Send any size gift with your address. I'll get the book out to you. Or you can go to our website, which is DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com. And you can follow the donation section. And I'll make sure you get that book. It's a tremendous book. Not only will you help me, but I know I'm going to get to help you with this book. So God bless you. We do thank you for your support. If you would like a live radio show outreach at your church, just contact us at any of those numbers. Uh, my email is doug.murin at gmail.com. doug.murin at gmail.com. And we are starting to do some outreaches. I'm not doing a lot of them, but we are starting to do one. I hope you enjoy the show, and God bless you, and thank you for your generosity. Many have asked me, how can I get this on podcast? Go to kcisradio.com, kcisradio.com, and you'll find it under Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And you can get it on your little podcast thing. And I hope you'll enjoy it in that form, too. And thank you for spreading the word about it. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, Caught on Tape, at 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Or online at DougMurinRadio.com.